Welcome to Denson Checks Man, the show where we rate and review what? <laughs> we do rate and review every minute. Do we rate of the nineteen ninety six? Well, our rating is always bad. The, <laughs> of the nineteen ninety six ape film, Dunstan checks in. I'm Lord Andrew. I'm Emily Monkey Town. It's worth noting that we also pair each of those minutes with another full length feature film. And today we have paired minute forty three. You know what would have been a good pairing if this wasn't Spooky Summer? By the way, we're kicking off Spooky Summer. You've summer kicked of, off Spooky Summer. Yeah, we're kicking off Spooky Summer, a summer of horror favorites. I've None of my choices are horror movies. I would argue that next week's film is, in a way, a horror movie. Okay. <laughs> About the horrors of, of uh, white male Yeah, toxic masculinity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, but that's we're, we'll save that for next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, because today we're talking about Drag Me to Hell. Yeah. But what I was going to say was, if I, if we weren't doing Spooky Summer, you know what I could have paired Minute 43 with? Movie 43? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen Movie 43? Nope. I haven't either. And thank thank God for both of us. Never, never want to. Sometimes I'm tempted to watch Movie 43 just because it is such a an artifact of something truly bizarre happening. But then I remember... Once upon a time, I thought it would be a good idea to do a podcast about Dunson Checks In, mm-hmm. and I didn't ignore the voice in my head that said, maybe maybe look into it first. See, but you're not going to do a podcast about Movie 43. No, but I think that I think Movie 43 is a higher potency than Dunson to the point where mm-hmm. just watching it is a, equivalent suffering of doing a podcast can, about can it. Can I pitch you something? What? I think we've joked about something along these lines before. Okay. And, but this time I'm serious. Mm-hmm. We do a limited run podcast series about the film The Ten, okay. where we talk about each, each individual, individual segment? segment, but only for 10 minutes. Yes, I'm so hit. Okay. Because I like that movie. The Ten on Ten. I will say, I like that movie. I have not seen it since it, since I saw it in a theater. I rule, if and you, you recall, famously hate that movie. I don't like that movie. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I could turn around on it, and so could you. We could both <laughs> That's turn true. on it. Or we could meet in the middle. Yeah. You could be like, hey, some of these segments were bad, and I could be like, well, yeah, but the movie is overall bad. Yeah. Uh, is The Ten on Ten, or The Ten on Ten on Ten? Ooh, because uh, it is. I think the ten. Mm, okay, so it's also going to be ten weeks. So the ten, yeah. that's the movie. The ten. Yes. On ten. Yeah. Meaning on. No wait. Sorry. Excuse me. The ten refers to ten minutes yeah. that we spend on the ten, ten which is yeah. the movie in ten, which is ten weeks. Yeah. So the ten on, on ten in ten. Well, the ten on the ten in ten. Yes. Yeah. Here we go. Okay. Good. <laughs> Great. We'll I, totally remember we, this. I for sure think. Okay. Put if if we. If it seems like this isn't going to happen, put it in show notes in the Discord. Okay. Speaking of the Discord, should we make another announcement on today's episode? Well, first of all, everyone should join the Discord. Yeah, please if you join wanna... our Discord. It's a fun community. Yeah. Uh, for people who listen to this show. Just tweet at either of us, or and I believe the link, uh, an invite link, invite. You yeah, can it, get an invite to the Discord. It's pinned on the, the Dunstan, Dunstan Checks Twitter. Twitter, which is yeah. at Majestic Hotel and Y. Yeah. So um, those are the ways to join. Um, I mean, DM like find you know find us in whatever way you can. Yeah. If you you know what I'm gonna admit, I'm gonna make a special exception. Oh if God. you're like not on social media at all, and you want to join the Discord, what you can do to get in contact, and you also hate email. Okay. Uh, what you can do to join the Discord is ins- you can you can bypass one of our iTunes reviews challenge, and you can you can leave a review saying I would like to join the Discord. And then you would you have to include some way of contacting you because you can't reply to an iTunes review. I think if anything, we should make that today's review challenge is that instead of a review, leave a link to the Discord invite I don't in know if, iTunes review. <laughs> that's good. And then I, people could just copy paste that. That's true. I don't know if that's going to be clickable. 
It wouldn't be clear. They'd have to copy paste okay, it. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, do that. Uh, but yeah, all, all of that stands. You haven't even said what you paired with this minute. Drag me to hell. I said that already. I didn't think you said that. I thought you... We had talked about movie, movie 43. We talked, we talked about, about spooky, the 10. We talked about Spooky, spooky Summer. summer. Uh, Drag me to hell is the movie. I believe I did say that. Uh, and then before we... Answer... I'm so glad that we have a show notes channel on the Discord now. <laughs> answer in the Discord if I did mention that already. Um, I do want to say before we even get really started, we have a new uh, pa- Patreon uh, member or or someone who upgraded... You know, Patreon doesn't make it very clear. No. Patreon sucks. But it's yeah. the, it's the only way for us to earn money as podcasters. Uh, but it, but a new a new uh, uh, it just sent us an email that said a new Patreon and this was a couple of weeks ago so we're very sorry but apologies. Uh, thank you, Samantha. That's all I'll say. Thank you, Samantha. Yeah. Um, I would like to, I would like to announce an upcoming special episode of this podcast. Oh, there we go. Okay. We don't exactly know when it's going to happen because so if you're not on the Discord, you may not be aware of this, but our Discord server currently has 98 channels it. discord is like a chat server i feel like we should yeah, say yeah, that should for people that. who you don't, don't know really what know what discord is. it's like a it's kind of like a chat room but you can you can make your own you basically it's just it's it's almost it's like a social media network where you make your own chat room basically. yes and you can create different channels like you would in a chat room uh and we have 98 a typical how much would you say a typical discord has Ooh, not 90. Maybe I could see the most a typical one, like a, a typical typical one could have maybe 30. Yeah, I would say 5 to 20 is probably the average range. Yeah. We have 98. Um, <laughs> you, you, you agree with us? Yeah. Um, yeah, we have 98. When we hit 100, we are going to do a special episode of the podcast where we will create posts for every single channel in our Discord. Um, I don't think we need to write them in the Discord. I think we do them. Aud- we just do them odd aud- with our mouths on the podcast. Audibly, yes, yes. Um, and we will also take a sip of uh, a light alcohol of our choice. Could be a beer. Could be a cider mm-hmm. for every channel as well. Maybe I'll bring in a mead. Ooh, Ooh. that's a little heavier than a little. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that. So look forward to that when when Discord hits a hundred channels. When our Discord hits a hundred channels, mm. uh, we will release that episode. I'm very excited about it. Sorry, I didn't have my notes out, and I realized that. What a failure. Um, how does this matter? I turned start? right to it though. That is, that is, uh, hey, that's impressive. Uh, so if you recall at the end of the last minute, Lord Rutledge mm-hmm. thought he had discovered Dunstan hiding beneath a food cart. Yes. Uh, and then he turns to Kyle and he's like, we'll have to talk later. Yeah. Elevator dings behind him. That's the end of the minute. This minute starts with the elevator's closing. Lord Rutledge dashes into the elevator and says, Dunstan, get back here. Now, where does he imagine Dunstan is? In the elevator. I suppose. Yeah. He just thinks that because he heard the ding right after he checked and it was empty, Dunstan snuck into the elevator. Okay. And then, you know, elevators have the little hatches. Maybe he thought Dunstan was going to climb into the hatch. Maybe that's why he a thinks real, he can't see A real it. Anakin Skywalker. A real uh, Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible. I need to know which one. The first one with the elevator that's going to crush. Well, that wasn't Tom Cruise. That was going to crunch? <laughs> it was going to crush him, but it was it crushed... Uh, it crushed... Uh, What's his name? Emilio Estevez. Emilio, but didn't wasn't that a? It turns around. Set up. He didn't. He wasn't dead. Or I, he was. He was one of the ones who did die. I think he did die. I think okay. John Voight. Voight. <laughs> well, John Voight was the was the mastermind of the yeah, killing I think the he team. He was the only one who didn't die. I think he killed the rest of the team. Did but wasn't also Jean Reno part of the team and he didn't die or did he join later? I don't recall John Reno in that film. Jean Reno was so good. In that I'm gonna film. be honest. The first Mission Impossible is. By far the worst Mission Impossible. This first is one, worst one. True. Yeah. This is very true. So I don't remember it very well. Except it also, I, I do enjoy that the most recent Mission Impossible pays homage to it. 
Sure. With the the white queen yes. is the granddaughter of Max. Yes. Who was who was the crime queen? Yes. That was pretty good. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, the elevator's closing. Yes. Lord Rutledge hops in there. Uh. I think this is a faulty leap in logic from Lord Lord, Lord Rutledge. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Kyle. I think he he doesn't think that Dunstan went that way, mm-hmm. so he kind of turns around and he just goes. Dunstan? And we see a sign. Yeah. The camera pans around. Mm-hmm. We see a sign that says Majestic Health Spa. Yes. And then a song starts. Do you know the name of the song? I don't. It's, it's a little jaunty song. Uh, should I reveal at this point the manner in which we watch this minute? Oh, sure. <laughs> well, I, I did my own home watching, but we always do a couple of watches together. And I had not done my home watching because I'm a bad girl. Well, you just you always do just the watches here. It's true. The watches together. Yes. That's your watches. So we, plan A was to watch them on your laptop, uh, but because it was... It was giving me some trouble. Yeah. We instead had to watch it on our phones. Mm-hmm. And then I suggested, in classic Emily fashion, <laughs> and what if we watched them both individually on our own phones and purposely did not sync, the, uh, sync them up. So, the, so we would both be hearing the audio from the other's phone. Yeah. And let me tell you, it was, it was a flashback to the old challenge minutes we did on the Super Mario Brothers minute. And it was, it was a true joy. It really spiced up what I can frankly say. Can I, bring, can I introduce what is maybe already my catchphrase of this show? Okay. This was a bad minute. <clears throat> I will say, to jump ahead, the, I liked that this minute was... Uh, one story. Sure. I like. There's a self-contained story in this moment. Yeah. Minute. I don't like when the minute breaks up a story. Sure. I like, and and even though it's like you can consider it, well, the scene is continuing. Mm-hmm. Well, we get one thing here. Yeah. And then it continues. Yeah. I mean, I do appreciate that, but I would I would say the one story we get in this moment is uh, just uh, just a just a bunch of fat phobia, just a bunch of hey, look at this fat guy fall down. Yeah. Which is a bummer. It's not something I like to see in a movie. It's famously one of my biggest issues with Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. uh, a movie that a lot of people seem to enjoy. Um, but yeah, that, that is the bulk of this minute. Uh, it's Lionel Spaulding. Yes. Uh, he is lifting weights. Mm-hmm. He's in like a gray sweatsuit Nike. situation. I, I, I wanted oh, to Nike. look closely because I, I was wondering if this would perhaps be uh, a Majestic Hotel loner. Oh. Um. Because I feel like that's the thing that fancy hotels oh, do. Oh yes, of course. Um, but no, it it is a Nike brand. Uh, the the sweatshirt is Nike. I I, I cannot speak to the short. The, okay. They weren't shorts. They were sweats. They, they were pants. pants yeah. Uh, and then we see. So he's lifting various kinds of weights. He well, moves first around. He's doing the, well, he moves. He starts at one, goes to another, and then goes back to the first one. Yeah. Which I, I find an odd strategy. Uh, I feel like that's how it's done. I've never. I'd say neither place. of us are gym goers. No, neither, neither of us is a gym rat. Yeah. Uh, so then we see Dunstan is watching. And here's, this is, this kind of bothers me because like Dunstan is like making a face like this is bad to watch. Or like gross. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like the idea that an orangutan would, would have the human biases to be grossed out by this. I don't know. It's, it's, it's lazy and, 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 uh, yeah. Yeah. I hated that. Yeah. You want, you want to know what I did love? What did you love? Dunstan is crouched behind a table. Yeah. And the table has water bottles on it. The Avion water bottles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that does make sense. The Majestic would have Avion. Um, you, know, you know what I noticed? They hmm. also have those uh, asshole, asshole. Um, Excuse me? 
paper cups that come together oh, the in, a, in a tip so yeah. that you can't set them down. You can't set them to down. discourage uh, reuse. Mm-hmm. That's bad. Those are also like really thin and don't always hold up yeah. even after one use. They suck. Uh, yeah, I wrote Dunstan groans. He does like a, he puts like yeah. his hand on his head and like really groans yeah. at having to watch Lionel Spaulding work out, yeah. which is really shitty. And then, like, you know, the next thing Dunstan does, might I might see it as a fun prank, but now for that moment, it, it seems mean-spirited. Mm. Well, I do want to talk about Lionel Spaulding is loving the music. Yeah, I will say. Well, here's the, here's the question I want to ask you. Uh-huh. Now, divorced from Lionel, the way Lionel Spaulding is acting, mm-hmm. are we to believe that this music is diegetic? Because it does not sound diegetic. He seems like he's dancing to it. Okay, but also no one else in the room is dancing to it or even... Well, the other people in the room, one man's on a cell phone, the other one has headphones in. Yeah. The other lady, I can't remember what she but was also, doing. But also, I mean, you know, it's, it, it doesn't sound like, you know, when it, you know, when you're making a movie... I'm going to have to fucking explain basic filmmaking to Ken Quapis for his classic dud. Sure. checks in. When you are making movie... When you are making movie... Um, and when you, you want, are making movie, when you are making movie, and you want music to sound like in movie, yeah, you, you need to do something to make it sound like it's coming from a source in the room. Mm-hmm. It needs to sound like it's coming out of a speaker in the room, and it does not hear at all. Yeah, some people even do the thing where you see someone press a button, yeah. and then the music starts. That's a good yeah. hack. The the way that this music starts is you see the sign that says Majestic Health Spa. And then it like it the like saxophone kicks. In. kicks in. Like, yeah. <laughs> There's also a noise at the beginning that almost sounds like the fake audience canned laugh from a sitcom. Yeah. And I don't know what that is besides yeah. just background weight noises. Like it's just it's an odd sound. There's a lot of odd noises going on here. Yeah. Uh, he's he's loving his routine. He's loving he's the dancing. music. He's, maybe oh boy, he's just, he just laughs. Like, yeah, he has like a big such smile a good time on his that face. He laughs. Yeah, which I mean, I you know, props to Lionel Spaulding. Mm-hmm. So then he does remove his glasses and wipe the sweat off his face. Yeah, and then Dunstan does what you what you were hinting. He at. yeah. So Dunstan uh, Lionel Spaulding goes. He's it's one of the I, have, I don't know what those machines are called. So it's where there's a bar above you. Yeah, and you pull down on you it. You position it behind you, and then you pull it over your oh, yeah. head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it has a wire that goes to weights. Yes. And you can decide how much weight is on yes. it. Yes. Dunstan you... just disconnects the weights, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So he's re- Lionel Spaulding is ready to lift 30 pounds. Yeah. 30 but... or 40 pounds. Yeah. And uh, instead, he lifts nothing. Yes. So he goes flying. Flying. And he flips over the weight rack yeah. in like a gymnastic way. <laughs> yeah. Like he does, he does a full on front flip. Yeah. Um, and then when he lands on the ground, it's there. Uh, I will say this, despite I I, 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 despite the best intentions of the filmmakers who made a very shitty minute here, uh, watching this in a round, hearing his grunt as this happens in a round was there was just something innately funny about that sound. Yeah. Uh, so there are three stairmasters, mm-hmm. and people are on each of them, and each of we see these people stare at him on the ground, and the one that stood out to me was the, an older man on a cell phone. Yeah. Because this is 1996. Yeah. It's a big cell phone. It's a big cell phone. He's also wearing what looks to be like a, a, a robe, but a robe that's maybe a, le- a little bit even in the smoking jacket territory. Yeah, he doesn't look like he's in workout mode. But even that, like, okay, here's this this <laughs> shot actually was very upsetting to me, and I'll tell you why. 
Mm-hmm. It's a very quick shot, and it's a quick shot that theoretically has a lot of detail because we're seeing three distinct people all reacting to Lionel Spalding in it. Yeah. And this is the kind of thing, to, if I can just contrast this with a better film, Super Mario Brothers. Sure. This is the kind of thing where in our old podcast, I would really have to pause and explore because there would be fun little details in every little thing. Yeah. I was trying, I made a point of watching this super closely every time, and I got fucking nothing from it yeah like they're all just wearing super generic clothes they're they've got nothing reactions mm. like the only thing is a big cell phone and that wasn't even that unique at the time that yeah. is only made unique as a product of history you also know that i just uh, an old cell phone that'll catch my of eye course. that's the only reason why i'm mentioning <laughs> but it but there's this, this movie gives there's nothing there yeah. this is a nothing None of these people are people that we'd met before no are employees of the hotel like no one there's but, nothing here like i'm being generous by by saying like oh this guy maybe looks like he's not working in workout clothes but honestly it could be workout there's nothing like there's nothing like visual inst- in, inter- visually interesting about their looks either mm. it's just three generic ass people yeah and it makes me upset yeah uh, so I mean we're rapidly approaching the end of the the minute here we see Dunstan takes the glasses mm-hmm. yes uh, and then Kyle enters the room yeah well, I would like to talk about Drag Me to Hell now. okay <laughs> The thing is, I, I, you were you, were you upset because that the the last time you had you had done your uh, movie, you, you broke it right at the beginning of the minute. Yeah. So then we had to go through the whole minute afterwards. You yeah. wanted to have a nice movie talk once we got all the minute out of the way. Well, I'll tell you, you, I, I, I expect you're wondering why I chose Drag Me to Hell. Yes. That Would was... you like me to take a seat? <laughs> <laughs> you may be wondering why I called you here today. <laughs> um, I knew this was a bit of an abstract choice. Uh, and the reason why I waited till the end of the minute to talk about it is because um, it's sort of, I, I think, the overall themes tying together. Um, now, I don't know if you picked up on this watching the film or if you remember this analysis at the time, but there is a popular uh, interpretation of Drag Me to Hell mm-hmm. that um, it is a metaphor for a woman with an eating disorder. Oh. Uh, and I think there's actually a very strong case for that to be made. Um, throughout the movie, we see that she was heavier in her youth, and she's very insecure about it. Uh-huh. Um, when she is stressed out about the the horrible situation, oh, she, she does eat ice cream like a bunch. She eats like yeah. a ton of ice cream, like a like a like an unreasonable amount of ice cream. Yeah, like, yeah. It's not even a gallon. It's like a it's one of those like big like two or three gallon boxes. Well, and they make a deal when she goes to the diner she and the she diner, orders like two chain ordering Sundays. Yeah. yeah, and the, even the waitress is like, really? Yeah, like it. That was I was like, oh, this is okay. There's also a lot of imagery in the film that has to do with uh vomiting oh, yeah, there's a lot up. of vomiting vomiting there's a lot of vomiting and there's a lot of like food horror like the when they're eating the cake and there's flies in the cake and then the eye yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. um and just the the way it's paced is is it is sort of i i think there is a strong case to be made and i think with that in mind it is sort of a fitting match for the very mm. fat shamey fat phobic minute of dunson checks in that we've mm. chosen it is you might watch you might watch this minute of, of Dunson checks in and then be driven to the kind of lifestyle that uh, drag me to hell is a metaphor for. Sure. Uh, can I also just get this on the record? I think whoever came up with that was giving Sam Raimi way too much credit. I think in the initial article, <laughs> I actually looked this up. I don't, I don't know if this was the first uh, person to point this out um, or they maybe just picked it up from elsewhere, but the, the, the article I read about it, which I believe was on slash film. Mm-hmm. Um, Says right at the start, like, I don't think Sam Raimi intended this, yeah. but like this is a way it can be read. Okay. Um and I, I think I think it is compelling. I I, mm. I I think it does I think it fits very well and it makes it a better movie. It does make me like it more. I'm sorry. I will say <laughs> Actually I'm not sorry. <laughs> let me let me reveal to you a thing I wanted to tweet right after watching this, but yeah. I thought, well, I'll save it for the show. Sure. Um 
hey, what the fuck is wrong with Sam Raimi? <laughs> <laughs> now, there's a number of things that could be in response to. Yeah. I will say, my my one and only complaint about Dragon Ball, because I will say, overall, this is a movie that I enjoy um, for various reasons. Mm. I it, it cannot be ignored, and we should say this at, at relatively near the start of our discussion here. It's racist. Like, it's, it is a racist movie. Like, it is... It deals in. It falls into the racist trope of of the elderly woman who has some kind of mystical power. Well, not based just that, on but her, a Romani woman. Yeah, based on you, her Romani you, heritage, using yeah. the slur, you, frequent, frequent use of the, of a slur for Romani people, like um, that. I I I really wish that was not an element of this film because mm. I what I like about this film is I think it is just a it is a really like textbook well made example of a horror film. I know there are things about it that are like off putting to a lot of people in a way that. Would maybe break the rules of horror films, like in a way that are off-putting, not in a way that's satisfying, but are satisfying, but are just off-putting. I mean, there's uh-huh. vomiting. A, a cat does die in this movie. Yeah, and you see it. You see more of that than you see in most instances of a movie where a cat dies. And I think yeah. this was a PG-13 movie. Yeah, um, which is kind of buck wild. But I think I don't. Know, I think it's very well shot. It's very the you get a lot of if you are into Sam Raimi as a filmmaker, like there's a lot of Sam Raimi ass shots. Yeah. I, I particularly think of the moment when. Uh, she at the start of the film when Allison Loman pulls the old woman into the front of her car and we like the camera follows her as her head slams into the dash and her dentures come flying out. Uh-huh. It's just the look of this movie is very fluid and satisfying in a way that I, I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just like pacing everything, it's it's a it's it is a super well made horror movie. I really like Justin Long in this as well. If I can That's con- interesting controversial take. I enjoy Justin Long in this film. Okay. Uh, I think it's rare in a horror movie to see like an actually supportive boyfriend, which I think he 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 gets to. Yeah, he maybe doesn't start out there. Yeah, but he at gets the end there. he says, I, "I I can't remember which one of them says it, but it was like you supported me all along." No, he didn't. Not no. But, but at also, the beginning like, he said, "You're crazy. We're getting you a crazy doctor because you're crazy." And also, I was like, "Oh fuck this guy." Well, listen, I listen. I I think like outside of the world, like if like if this really happened to you, like mm. she is saying things that are impossible. Yeah, sure. And like he's a psychiatrist, like I I can see why he would think those were hallucinations. Yeah. I when I read later that he was a professor, I went I didn't I thought he was an accountant. It's that idea of like he was the most boring thing in the world. Oh, I disagree. Completely. He had an I, office. I, I, I didn't care about him at all. As she walks into his office at the start of the movie, there's a big sign that says Department of Psychology. I just didn't care. Oh cuz then the other thing was every time that um she was in danger, he was like, "Okay, uh, I'm going to leave you now." Well, yeah, it was like that, so I mean, I think crazy. That... <laughs> she was like, "Oh my god, I almost died." And he's like, "Well, bye." Yeah. Uh, okay, <laughs> like not supportive, not yeah. cool. I it just really and then for me, I, don't... I I think I think there I think to to be fair to him, if I can defend mm. Justin Long in this film, sure he can't see anything that is happening to her. Yeah, like as like as like he has no reason to believe she is actually in danger, mm-hmm. which I think is fair. And then yeah, at a certain point, he like accepts like I don't understand this, but it's obviously something that is threatening her. And I need to help, and he he comes through in the end, which I yeah I don't know I like. Because I, I think I think unlike a lot of horror movies, his reasons for not supporting her were reasonable and mm-hmm. justified. I guess the <laughs> I don't know. I I think I also uh, it needs to be said. I don't like the Evil Dead movies. Yeah, I don't find them entertaining. That's fair. <laughs> the third one's my famously, favorite yeah. only because it's it goes into fantasy bullshit, yeah. which is that's what I enjoy. Sure. I I can agree with you about the the filming techniques, yeah. the way that the camera moves at times, because I do think. That car fight scene was probably my favorite part. Yeah. Because it looked really good. Looked as good, like yeah. stupid as it was, yeah. I was like, if the whole movie was like this, I could I would be okay. Yeah. 
Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't. But I, th- I think there, I think there are other scenes where the, the, the filming really shines. I think well, the, the exorcism. The two, I think both of the seance scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know because to me, what this really felt like because I also didn't understand reading into it. This got a lot of good like reviews. Yeah, and I was just thinking like, what was people's deal? And I was like, oh, this was his first horror film after doing the Spider-Man films. Yeah. So all the Evil Dead people were like, he's back. Our man's back. Yeah. We got him. <laughs> he's done with that comic book bullshit. We yeah. got him in the horror stuff again. Yeah. Do you like, quick sidebar, do you like this? Do you like Sam Raimi's Spider-Mans? We I, discussed them a lot, but I, I don't know if I've ever gotten your definitive opinion on them. I think I do. Okay. I haven't watched anything but the second one within the last like 10 years or whatever. Fair. But um, I think even if I rewatched the third one, I'd be into it. That's uh, the third one. Uh, the third I one know is you're a, movie a that champion. I, well, I'm a champion with an asterisk, and that I, I, I mean, it's it is kind of it's a fucking mess. Like, uh-huh. but it, there, there's just so many fun elements in it that I like. I will, I will not. Unlike there are movies that are that people think are messes that I will, I will defend to my dying day as actually good movies. I'm talking about Super Mario Brothers. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the Star Wars prequels. Mm-hmm. Spider Man Three is not one of those. Spider Man Three is a fucking train wreck, but it's fun to watch. Um, because even I think the first one. I mean, I like Willem Dafoe so much. Sure. Who uh, it's just there's there's so much of that that is very like enjoyable in a goofy way. I think I mean I think I think that's that's part of the thing with this movie. There's a lot of things that certain people me will find enjoyable in a goofy way. Mm-hmm. Other people will not. Yeah. And I think if you're one of the people who will not, it's it's you know it's going to be hard to get on board with this movie. I think the other thing that really put me off about this movie mm-hmm. and and uh, when I read it is that's where it solidified in my mind. It's like oh I. I watching it, I understood it, but reading it written down, I went, of course. Mm-hmm. The Sam Raimi and his and his brother, who, who uh, Ted, yeah, who who he wrote this with, they wrote it to be like a morality tale, yeah. And I was like, oh, that's just so boring. I like that though because it's an anti. It is a necessarily anti-capitalist morality tale. Yeah, yeah, I guess because it's it's. I will say, watching this, it is it is kind of hard not to feel sympathy for uh for Christine, the main character. Yeah. Um, because she is going through some truly horrendous things, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't know. At the end of the day, like she she works for a, an evil bank. Mm-hmm. She uh, took an old woman out of her home, like turned an old woman out on the streets uh-huh. for her own personal advancement. Uh, and then at the end, she claims to have learned her lesson. But one scene earlier, she was calling the old lady a crazy old bitch and, and saying and really getting revenge on her. Because well, the old lady was trying to kill her, I guess. I would say justify the French <laughs> well, see, Revolution the times. The bank doesn't suffer, though. That's true. If she had cursed the bank, yeah. I'd be like, fuck yeah. Well, that's why we need the Drag Me to Hell, too, where, uh, where Stu and uh, Mr. Jax also go to hell. Sure, because that's the other thing. If she had passed the button on to her shitty-ass coworker, yeah, I'd be like, justice served. Like, <laughs> fuck that guy, because he's, he's part of the whole bank system where... They view her as like, oh, you're never going you to be supervisor. Yeah. yeah, you you're gonna go get our lunch. Yeah, and be get out of here. Like, yeah. Yeah. so I I I just don't like none of that made me feel like good. I, 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 <laughs> like, agree. Yeah. I just kept feeling bad, and then they kept vomiting on each other, and I was just like, <laughs> I just a don't lot of vomit feel movie. good. There's um, one scene that I just was I was like, this doesn't even make any fucking sense. Yeah. She goes to is it the see the old woman died like the next day. Yeah. And then she goes. I believe and out of spite. Sure, she, and and uh, but you know, listen. 
there are a lot of racist aspects. I mean, there are 99% racist aspects to this trope with this old woman. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the trope of someone dying out of spite. Sure. <laughs> I do like that. Um, I could even get behind like uh, a young person fighting an old person ghost. Sure. Like that to me sounds sure. like a cool idea for a movie. Yeah. And this, it just failed for me in this. But when she goes to the house, honestly, even if, she, if it, I, I don't even mind like old person with weird spiritual powers, it's just that it is so tied to this racist Romani yeah. version of it. Like if she was just like an old witch, I'd be on board. Yeah. Um. So she goes, and there's the funeral is happening, and she stumbles onto the dead body. Yes. And then it flops onto her, and then vomits the 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 dead body goo into her mouth. That's correct. I was like, what the fuck is that? What the fuck is wrong with <laughs> Sam Raimi? Well, that, see, I... And then she just... Le- and then this is after she threw up blood on her boss at her work. Like, yeah. the movie doesn't yeah. have any sense where it's like, oh, if someone threw up blood, like, and they ran out the door, it'd be like, what's... You know, there'd be more that would be happening than just like, oh, I guess you can come back to work tomorrow. It's like, oh, I guess... And it's like, oh, you should leave our house. You knocked over our grandma. I don't know. Like, it just feels like the scene ends because the gross thing happened, and then that's the end of the scene. I, I wouldn't quite agree with that. I will say, I mean, again, this is, I think, uh, I think there is, <laughs> not to be, like, fucking, not to be, like, one of those, like, uh, some fucking weirdo on a horror movie message board in 2006 over here. Okay. <laughs> um, but I, I, I think there is a, I think there is an art mm. to movie vomit and and like gross movie horror effects and i i think i think that effect that effect is really cool to me like i i think the design of that is really cool and interesting um uh you know i and also maybe this is just our our different lifestyles i not only have i seen worse and grosser than that i've seen worse and grosser than that this week (laughs) um I mean, I just, I, I have, as they'd say, a weak constitution. Sure, I can't yeah. deal with, you know, the smells, the sights. Have you ever heard of a movie called uh, Society? I think I have. Horror movie from 1989? Yeah, where it's like a uh, kid finds out his parents are cannibals or yeah. something. Yeah. Have you seen it? No. I watched it this week. Yeah. I thought it was great. Uh, there, the, the movie, cul- spoilers for Society, by the way. Sure. The movie culminates in, they're not all cannibals, but like, they're not aliens because they're like from Earth, but they're not, they're not humans. Okay. Um, the, the, I guess, which I guess makes them not cannibals as well, technically. <laughs> um, okay. But the movie culminates in an orgy where they, their flesh literally combines together and they are one big pulsating flesh pile and they don't eat people. Mm-hmm. They like, it is both, it is both erotic and disgusting where yeah. they, latch on to someone and and suck the flesh from them all right uh that's that was the worst that i've seen this week (laughs) yeah that sounds pretty bad (laughs) i saw that and i was like this is tight as hell this rules see but here's the thing maybe i could get into that that's the thing where that's a horror thing that i could be like that grosses me out but that's interesting okay this is where it grosses me out, and it's just stupid. Like I it's just see, stupid I, I, to I didn't me. Think I don't it was know. stupid. And I also think after, so after that moment happens, I think uh, there there is a moment after that which I think I I I can kind of see why you would dismiss it, and it, that makes sense to me. But also, I don't know, it kind of worked to me where she does get back up, and the like granddaughter or or, or someone says like, "Yeah, bitch, you got this coming." Like I think mm. I think I mean. That does also kind of tie into the racist element that all these people are like just in on it. But again, like just flip that script, make them a witch coven instead of a romantic family. And this works 100% for me where where they're just like, yeah, this is this is the shit that happens when you piss us off. Yeah. Um, which I, I don't know. I, 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 I bought into that as an aspect of the reality of the film, I guess is what mm-hmm. I'm saying. I also think the way that um, the movie, uh, I mean, I just... The way it is, the the movie uses minorities 
Yeah. In all of the spiritual aspects. Yeah. It is a Hispanic it, it, woman is the is the uh, seance woman from the beginning at the end. Yeah. Uh, a, a man of perhaps Indian descent is the the seer yeah. that she goes to for help several times. It's, it's extremely problematic. This movie. Yeah. I won't deny it. Yeah. I won't deny that aspect. Uh-huh. Um, but and then it also it was was he also just like conning her in that sense because they do the seance and then she, he's like oh and now you have to get rid of the button. Yeah. Like it was it was like she thought she was done and he was like, Oh, by the way, that's this is the final step or yeah. or maybe you could have done this all along. Uh well yeah, I think I I I believe the seance the, if the seance had broken differently, I think it could have worked. This was my interpretation. Okay. The seance, seance could have worked and he didn't want to talk about the button because out of like a moral obligation because he knew passing on the button means passing it on to someone else. Uh huh. So I think in his mind, like the morality of it was she is the one who has earned herself this button. Mm. I can't just let her pass it on to someone else. I have to try this the honest way first. I guess. Um, and then, I mean, I do kind of love when she when she does dig up the body mm-hmm. and and fights with the dead that body. That is a fun scene. Yeah. 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 And <laughs> she, she has the envelope with the button and stuffs it in the mouth and yeah. like jumps out so of there. It says choke on it, bitch. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but then... How do you feel about the end of the film? I hate it because... Oh, see, well, we're in spoiler territory now. Yeah. I love the ending of the film. Well, here's the thing that I hate about it the Uh most. Because, you know, whatever, the button mix up. Mm -hmm. Sure, because we saw the thing in the car. And he did establish that, he established at the dinner with his parents that she had found him a, uh, like, some rare quarter. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So, before she meets up, she's going to go on a trip with with her boyfriend, and we see that he's going to propose. Yeah. Um, so while she's at the train station, mm-hmm. she's passing through, she sees a coat in the window oh, yeah. and it's like, I need this coat. Yeah. And the, the lady in the window is like, oh, we're closed. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I'm going, is she going to curse this lady now? Like what's going, <laughs> what is going to happen with this? Yeah. It's such a big deal. The lady's like, no, no, we're closed. We're closed. It's like midday. Like, I don't understand why is this store midday? is closed. Yeah, we see outside that it's like the sun is out. My understanding was was that it, it could be like 8 a.m. And for like retail, I think it's reasonable for them to be closed. But then we see that she does get the jacket, but we don't see how or or we don't even see that it mattered to the boyfriend. Yeah. Well, it, uh, I was just I was so done with the one <laughs> at that point when it added an extra layer of something where I was like, oh, could I get interested in this? And then it just went fucking nowhere. I really got pissed off. I mean, I think uh, I think the jacket it gave the, the boyfriend a reason to bring up the button. I guess. <laughs> I just like, I, I mean, I, I honestly, the coat is whatever. I could take it or leave it. Um, it just feels like wasted time. Like, sure. I, like the, at one point I thought this movie was going to end and then it had another 30 minutes. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I guess I don't mind the coat thing because I, I think it, uh, on one end it does, it does establish like, it's just going out of, out of way. The fact that she does get the coats so is like, oh, everything is going right for her now. Mm-hmm. Stu got busted. She's going to get the promotion. Yeah. She gets, she's got this, good new coat she's gonna go on a trip with her boyfriend and he's gonna propose mm-hmm. uh, i think that that all sets it up nicely for the real ending of this movie yeah which is that um hey it's in the title she gets dragged she gets literally dragged to hell uh-huh um i don't know i something that i think is very obvious about me to anyone who talks to me is that i like it when movies are a lot yeah and i think this movie and especially the ending is very a lot and I, I that's why i like this i think so there's another thing ending included mm-hmm. This movie, to me, I I felt like, oh, this could have been Final Destination. Yeah. And we love the Final <laughs> we, we Destination series. We do love the series. Final Destination movies. So that's even more disappointment to me. Because as this movie is going, I'm just like, instead of 
weird ways people are dying it's weird ways that she's getting vomited on like yeah. that's just every yeah. step of the way See, and again because I, I i like that sort of thing in a yeah. horror movie like yeah it's, it's two tastes that i love taste great together. i just i just got so tired of all the <laughs> vomiting that sure. goes nowhere yeah uh, well you say it goes nowhere like i mean mm. part of it is is just like i mean you know part of movies in general or at least a certain kind of movies is the spectacular to see things that are amazing and i yes, think this, yes, this yes. is you know yeah this in the same way that like a fancy a fancy this is a fancy i cannot say the word fancy yeah you know why because mm-hmm. the next word is going to be fountain <laughs> this is a fountain oh no emily has quit the pie this is where i can just uh turn it it's it's the anti-dunston podcast oh god she's actually left the room it probably feels great outside of this room, I'll say, because it is so hot in here. She's probably really enjoying the uh, the coolness of the hallway. I'll just put it that way. Uh, drag drag me to hell because this room is so hot. Know what I'm saying? It's a fancy fountain show, but with vomit instead of water. Yes, and and I think there's two, I mean there's so many different things that I I go God I you know I didn't like this movie and I thought I would. Mm-hmm. Even though I knew it was going to be gross, because I knew yeah. that Sam Raimi, likes, Evil Dead, gross, gross man. Yeah, I I thought I could like this. I like um, uh, Allison Lohman. I like sure. you know I like this concept. What, of, let me ask you a question. Hmm. What do you know Allison Lohman from? Because I know her from exactly two movies, and this is one of them. Uh, you know, I got I, when I when I first was was going. Oh, I I like her for something. I remember I was like, oh no, that's Allison Pill. Sure, you get the, I get the two Allisons mixed yeah. up. So now I, I don't want to err. I don't want to <laughs> say the wrong thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fair what enough. Do you, what do you know her from? Uh, Drag Me to Hell and uh, Gamer, directed by Neville Dean Taylor. See, I've seen Gamer. I don't remember her in Gamer. She was the hacker. I don't even... You say the hacker like as if that movie's not all about hacking. <laughs> there was a hacker. There was a specific I hacker. Like the character. end of that movie, it's like, it's, oh, we got brain hackers. Like, that's, that's <laughs> the way that movie goes. She was, a, she was like the main hacker of the, of the good guy group. All right. I think she had dreads in that movie, though. Oh come on! <laughs> well, she had like a punk aesthetic, and maybe I'm being maybe I'm wrong about that, and hmm. I'm I'm unfairly maligning her, but I think she did. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I just think there's so many different. Like maybe if this movie was more like schlocky, sure, I I could be into that. I think it's plenty schlocky. Uh, I don't know. It's just there's really it feels like it drags, and then uh, see, I don't get that. I don't. I don't get it. Like one of the things I love about this movie is the pacing. Like I, I think this is this is what I want out of a horror movie. I don't know. I could. I could. I mean, uh, I think about it. I'm like, I love a cursed object. Sure. I love you know a a, a old woman ghost who's gonna chase someone. Sure. That's great. Like all these things are things that I would love. Yeah. And somehow Sam Raimi put in an extra ingredient that I super hate <laughs> and i don't besides i mean just vomit it yeah. just is that really turned me off and i just couldn't yeah, get into it i don't know fair. how do you feel about when she vomits but it's not vomit it's bugs yeah that i mean i liked it but it's also i mean at that point <laughs> i was like okay this is vomit number seven <laughs> like it just keep it, it was like the old lady would vomit on her she would vomit on herself yeah someone would vomit on someone else like yeah. it would just it's, it's great. i don't know it's too much yeah too much vomiting that's a fair. That's a fair. That's a fair yeah. critique. Of so, and I mean, because that's the thing. I went into this movie going like, I think I'm going to like this. Oh, I didn't. I did like, not expect I, that. <laughs> I knew it would spook me. Yeah. I but it didn't even spook me. 
I was just grossed. Yeah. Grossed. <laughs> you were grossed. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry I grossed you. It's fine. It's spooky summer. It's time for the grossing. It's spooky summer. Uh, uh, I'm done. I don't have anything more to say about Drag Me to Hell, do you? Okay. I mean, your connection was the 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 critique that it was maybe... A metaphor for an eating Metaphor disorder. for eating disorder. Yes. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that tracks. I will say... Um, as much as I have tortured you this week, I mm. think you're paying me back <laughs> the same amount next week. <laughs> I do. I do want to say the funny thing was when I was watching the minute and I couldn't find the connection exactly. Uh-huh. I was like, well, I guess Dunstan is tormenting, you know, <laughs> Lionel Spaulding in, in a spooky way. way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and like Lionel Spaulding is just the he's a good man who is put through the paces of <laughs> yeah. everything in this hotel. <laughs> And then even um, when it seems like he's struggling with the weights in general, I was like, I could see like if you wanted something spooky, like uh, isn't Thinner a movie? Yeah. A Uh, Stephen King? It's a Stephen King story. Yeah. I haven't seen the movie. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm like, that could, I mean, I could see that connection. (laughs) I guess this is spooky and vomiting. I don't know. That's what, that's all that I could go with it. So I'm glad you've explained it. Yeah. Uh, What is the film for next week? We were done with the minute, weren't we? Yeah. Yeah. We saw Kyle come into the room. And then the camera very quickly shows us a shot down a different hallway that we didn't see Kyle enter yet, but we will next minute. Mm I have chosen to pair minute 44 with the Ron Howard directed Vince Vaughn and Kevin James starring feature film The Dilemma. Cool. (laughs) Uh Full disclosure, I've never seen it. <laughs> Nor have I. <laughs> so that's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Um, so yeah, uh, that'll be next next week's. Uh, you could find... Should, plugs? Plugs. You could find me at uh, uh, on another podcast called Nothing New or Remake Podcast, where everyone with me and Justin Kizan talk about remakes, benvnetwork.com slash nothing new. And also on It's On My List, it's on my list pod.com. Um, every month, me and a couple of friends talk about movies that people say should be on your list. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like so, Alita, Battle Angel. I mean, yeah, that should be on everyone's <laughs> list, honestly. Uh, I don't think we'll ever talk about Alita, Battle Angel. <laughs> I wanted to try and convince them to talk about Super Mario Brothers. I don't think I can get them. Uh, if, if you ever need backup in that fight, <laughs> I'm, I'm there for you. Um, but yeah, uh, it's on my listpod.com. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Podcaster Andrew. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram and Twitch at Very Cool Emily. Uh, I do another podcast. It's called Go Go Godzilla with uh, Justin Kizon, who you may remember from Nothing New a second ago, and also uh, Victor Perfecto. Uh, on that show, we uh, take each Godzilla movie um, and we basically we 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 delve into how and why that was the movie that got made at that time. Um, it's a it's it's one of them. It's a smart it's a smart show, not like this one. Feed your brain. Would you agree that this this is not a smart show? I mean, as, as we bring personality, yeah, I we agree. bring fun. Yeah, I agree. No smarts. No smarts. <laughs> no smarts. And we, the movie, we, this and, movie listen, actively fights the smarts. Yeah, I would argue that you and I both have smarts. Yeah, we 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 check them at the door. Yeah, when we record this. Dustin podcast. checks in. <laughs> smarts check out. That's right. Yeah. Um, your iTunes review challenge or your Apple podcast review challenge excuse me this week is to just post an invite can other can strangers acquire I guess they can, so get, they can get it from our pinned tweet yeah the pinned tweet is an open 
invite yeah. to the Discord. It never expires, just open invite. Yeah. So just copy and paste uh, the invite to the Discord and post it as an iTunes review. That's your that's your challenge. Good. Uh, you can also find us on YouTube, uh, Dunstan Checks Min. You just have to search for it. Every week I post a video mashing up the trailer for the film that we paired with the minute with clips from the minute. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of fun. It uh, is a lot of fun. You should check you, Y'all out. owe it to yourselves to check that out. Uh, and then check out our Instagram at uh, Dunstan Checks Men. Yep. And email us Dunstan Checks Men at gmail.com. There you go. And on Patreon, patreon.com slash Dunstan Checks Men. That's correct. Because uh, our Patreon episode, it's our pre-show and then eventually some other stuff and some money from the pre-show. Yeah. No, some money from the Patreon will go towards a, a, an orangutan. Orangutan rescue or ape rescue organization. Yeah. Once we finish our research upon that. Well, yeah. We want to pick a good one. Yeah, we do. And it's hard. Also, re- I don't like. I don't know anything about. Like, unfortunately, I don't know anything about orangutan rescues. Yeah. Uh, so, do you remember our, our new closing catchphrase? Yeah, and remember, Dunson is spelled with a U. Fuck. And we're checking out. <laughs> <laughs>